Hi everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of On That Note. I'm your host, Miranda Myers. On this series, my goal is to break down teeny tidbits of the music industry. On this first episode, Nobody's Perfect, I reviewed, sorted, and graphed every single album review done by Rolling Stone magazine in 2019 to find out exactly how many perfect album reviews they gave out. Now, the reason I chose Rolling Stone as my focal point for this episode is because they kind of represent the most prestigious music reviews. Their first issue, released back in 1967, featured John Lennon on the cover. And their most recent star for the February 2020 edition was none other than breakout sensation Lizzo. So I wanted to know, how many perfect reviews, and by perfect, I mean 5 out of 5 stars, did they give out in 2019? Do they favor any one genre? Does it help or hurt to be a female? And would I be better if John Dolan wrote my review or if it was Britney Spanos? Stay tuned to find out. Now, this episode started as a passion project of mine because I was just curious to find out who had the best rated album of the year. I read a lot of Rolling Stone reviews and music features and was frustrated by the fact that I hadn't ever actually seen a five-star review. So I dove into the archives and started keeping track, and what I found with almost six hours of clicking was, for a lack of better word, shocking. For starters, let me clarify that I noted almost every single album review. I skipped over reviews that were remastered, re-recorded, and re-released. Partly because it felt a little like cheating, I think those albums would sound pretty similar to their original releases and would therefore receive a similar rating, which would skew my 2019 data, and partially because after six hours of clicking, uh, I was doing whatever I could to avoid having to click more. With that in mind, I found that Rolling Stone reviewed a whopping 194 albums in 2019. Their first review was published on January 11th for Randy Hauser's Magnolia, and their final review was done for Frank Zappa's The Hot Rat Session on December 26th. In between, they reviewed all sorts of artists, from Tanya Tucker to Ed Sheeran. Beyonce was the only artist to be reviewed twice, once for Homecoming and once for the Lion King soundtrack, neither of which received a five-star rating, which got me thinking midway through the process. If the artist with the highest-grossing tour of the year, Ed Sheeran, and the Queen Bee herself, Beyonce, couldn't score a five-star rating, who could? The answer, and I'm not going to drag this out to the end of the episode, is no one. That's right. After all my efforts, I was mortified to find out that no artist received a perfect five out of five-star rating from Rolling Stone. Not a single one. Seven albums got close, obtaining a 4.5-star rating, and 62 received fours, but none acquired the coveted flawless score. Which is really interesting, because of the 194 albums reviewed in 2019, 92% received a three or higher, meaning the barrier to having a decent album, at least by Rolling Stone standards, is fairly low. But to have a perfect one? Impossible. Still, I wanted to know, which genres did best? Which did the worst? Did girls rate higher than boys? All of those answers are pretty interesting. Rock albums made up the most amount of reviews with 25%, and pop followed behind with 18 Other categories included country, rap, folk, indie, hip-hop, jazz, Latin pop, and K-pop, which make up the rest of the field, covering most, if not all, of the big-name categories. 
the average rating across all album genres was 3.5, which is not surprising considering most of the albums received at least a three or higher. That being said, EDM music ranked the lowest, averaging 2.7 stars. Indie music got the most love, averaging 3.7. That also being said, indie has the benefit of encompassing more sounds, like indie rock, indie pop, and indie folk. I tried my best to separate most of them, but a good chunk were just considered, well, indie. Now, for probably the saddest fact, but one that has to be mentioned, the lowest rated album of the year and the only review that received a lower than a 2 was Logic's Supermarket, which was given a disappointing 1.5 star review. Supermarket was a soundtracked album to his book release of the same name, and if I'm being honest, this one seemed a little unfair. Logic is a rapper who wrote a book called Supermarket, which is a romance murder mystery novel, and he wrote and recorded this album as a soundtrack to complement the plot of the book. So it's mostly an acoustic pop feeling, and I really do think they docked him stars for not rapping like he normally does. Which overall is a shame, because he has some really quality songs on the album, and I listen to it pretty frequently. Either way, even though the album was a flop in written reviews, it still peaked at 56 on the Billboard 200, and his book was number one on Amazon's best-selling books list the week it came out. Which really isn't too bad for a guy who wrote a book just because, in passing, his manager told him he couldn't. And just to be honest, here on that note, we love a successful smartass. When breaking down the data, I kept track of the gender of the artist. There were females, males, and bands slash groups, like Imagine Dragons, The Beatles, etc. Females had the highest overall score, with album reviews hovering at 3.7 stars. Bands like Imagine Dragons and groups like LSD averaged 3.5, and male artists averaged 3.4, meaning for the first time in history, it actually paid to be a female. The last thing that I looked at was authors and their generosity when giving out reviews. There were 27 authors for the 194 reviews done this year. Will Hermes wrote the most, accounting for 24% of total reviews and 44 published stories. John Dolan and Jonathan Bernstein followed behind with 25 apiece. Seven albums received a 4.5 star rating, and each review was given by a different author, which almost sounds like they review pretty similarly, but that's just an illusion. Rob Sheffield averaged 3.8 stars when all seven of his reviews were tallied, making him the most generous critic. Keith Harris, who only reviewed one album, DJ Khaled's Father of Assad, gave it a two, effectively making himself the lowest average rating given. In case you're wondering who gave Logic the honor of the lowest score of 2019, that would be author Danny Schwartz, who, despite his harsh criticism of Logic, averaged a 3.3 star giveaway. I'll be honest with you, most of this process ended up being mildly infuriating because I spent all my time looking at these reviews and what these ratings were just to find out that it was impossible to get a 5-star rating. But then again, it's always a good reminder that a lot of music is subjective and enjoying it is going to be based on the person who listens to it and these guys just happen to get paid to write reviews about it. That also being said, still mildly infuriating that the list that Rolling Stone releases at the end of the year about best albums doesn't actually correlate to the scoring system that they've had in place the entire year. For those of you who are curious as to who scored the highest, the seven albums that received a four and a half star rating were Miranda Lambert's Wildcard, Vampire Weekend's Father of the Bride, 
Angel Olsen's All Mirrors, Beyonce's Homecoming, Lana Del Rey's Norming Fucking Rockwell, Human Switchboards, Who Is Landing in My Hangar, and Nick Cave's Ghosting. As for the completely separate list of best albums of the year by Rolling Stone, the coveted number one spot went to Ariana Grande and her album Thank You Next. Rounding out the top five was Billie Eilish, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, Lana Del Rey's Norman Fucking Rockwell, Taylor Swift's Lover, and Bad Bunny's X100 Pre. That's all we've got time for today. Feel free to press on the spreadsheets below to see which albums were reviewed in 2019 and by who to see if you agree with how they were rated. I'm Miranda Myers, and thanks for tuning in to On That Note.